0: And uh, the first thing that came out of his mouth, he likes telling this story, because he likes saying this, is what took you so long?
1: Hi, I'm June Casimir, and you're listening to In the Pocket, a podcast brought to you by the National Filipino American Lawyers Association. So right before the 2019 and annual gala, we got the chance to sit down with outgoing President Eric de los Santos and his husband, Chad Hartley. It was a little rainy that day, which was unusual for Austin, Texas, known to be one of the sunniest cities in the United States. But any remaining gloom was very quickly dispelled the second I started to talk with Chad. In this recording, you'll hear gala setup and preparations happening all around us, such as the sound of stacking glasses and the rising din of folks who hadn't seen each other for a year or maybe more, engrossed in conversations and in laughter. But yet, I was completely oblivious to it all because, as always, I'd already fallen under Chad's spell. So before we start getting into um, your background, Chad, Mm -hmm. I'd like to ask you about um, a topic that's very near and dear to your heart, Okay. and that is your DVD collection.
0: (laughs) Well, now, let's correct this, it's not DVDs anymore, it's Blu-rays. Oh, okay. Oh yes, DVDs, that's pre-2007. You know, we're, we're, we're starting with Blu-rays now and, and melding into 4K. And you know what's best is when they do uh, Blu-rays of classic films, it brings out details that you would never see before. I okay. mean, I can challenge anybody to watch, say, The Wizard of Oz on TV or, or on DVD, then watch it on the Blu-ray, and you'll be stunned by the details that you didn't see, the fabrics in Dorothy's dress or the 10 men's makeup that you can make out a lot more now. And uh, actually, just a couple of weeks ago, they released it on 4K, so I have the 4K disc to watch now. And I don't even know what kind of level of clarity that's going to bring out.
1: So you haven't watched the 4K yet? I, I
0: haven't yet. There's a ton I've done. I have not been able to watch because my collection is now over 2,100 Blu-rays and 4Ks. And uh, yeah, I know it's a little bit obsessive, but it's the one thing I collect and really care about. So uh, yeah, I'm just building on that. And, and this is without DVDs, because we've gotten rid of all the DVDs. Okay. Yeah.
1: So if you were to classify your DVDs, well, how do you, first and foremost, how do you organize your DVDs? Oh,
0: by category and alphabetical order. We gotta do this just right. Right. Yeah, any collector will tell you that, you've got to have your, you you got to sectionalize it, and then you got to alphabetize it, okay. so, um, and uh, my biggest uh, sections actually are classics. Um, I'm a huge lover of classic film. I went to film school uh, back in North Carolina, you know how many years ago, and uh, so um, I love classic film, and uh, just eat and breathe it ever since I was probably thirteen years old okay so uh, that's definitely the biggest part of my collection
1: so tell me about starting to collect to collect films what about them kind of just got you kinda got you going
0: got me going okay well in the eighties you know you couldn't really buy films on those video cassettes back then were like eighty dollars or something to buy That was back in the day you really couldn't do it so I was I did what most people did in the mid-80s, we recorded them off of TV, Mm -hmm. if something played on TV. I remember having a collection with Back to the Future and Star Trek III and Adventures in Babysitting, Weird Science, all these movies that uh, I started my collection with. And uh, when I went to college, I even took that collection with me. And uh, then, you know, as uh, back, I think like mid 90s or something, some Wait, of the classes. So, this
1: was, I'm trying not to to date you in terms of no, age. It's fine.
0: I understand. So, is
1: this VHS?
0: This is VHS. Okay. Yeah, you kids out there may not know what that is. Look it up. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I actually, you know, when I was in, a senior in high school, I worked as a system manager at Blockbuster Video. So, I had. Access to a lot of videotapes, and that was just mm-hmm. the perfect marriage of job and person. I, you know, adored it uh, there. So, so, you
1: were the guy that if I walked into, if, if like a new movie came out, so like when oh, Gremlins yeah. came out, right?
0: Absolutely. I'd be the
1: person, I, if I knew you, I'd be like, hey, Chad, when is is the new one in? Yes. When they went in? Exactly, absolutely. And I, coming in?
0: and I could also tell people, you know, there's movies that. I would love, but I could tell just by talking to them they wouldn't want to see. I mean, Mm -hmm. the Crime Game. Mm -hmm. Well, I adore the Crime Game, but someone in Western North Carolina probably isn't going to get the Crime Game as much. So I would, you know, tend to recommend something that I knew that they would like. Right. And uh, had had a lot of great memories with that. Just anything working in. In video, because I did the same when I was in college. Mm, okay. I worked at uh, a local art house video store, uh, and I worked there for my entire duration in college. And that's some of my best memories. I just, you know, loved being in that environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So, tell me about tell me about Chad in college. Oh, what chatting in college
0: like? oh I don't know if I can tell that on a podcast <laughs> with family members listening or anything um, okay well I'll, t- I'll tell you actually, this is probably pretty good um, before I went to college i was uh I was closeted you know i was uh you know I was someone who knew inside that I was gay, but I couldn't admit it to myself um, mm-hmm. you know, I came from a church background come from you know. Very, uh, very rural area. And uh, it was, there was something inside of me that just says, okay, if you just never admit it, you never act on it, you'll be fine, you're not going to hell, mm-hmm. you know, nothing bad will happen. Well, I go to college, I'm going to the North Carolina School of the Arts, and um, I don't know if you know much about art schools, but basically everybody there is gay most of the time (laughs) and uh, so just within a few months of going to school I realized I said oh my god these you can be who you are and you can be open Mm -hmm. and nobody's going to hate you for it if anything they're going to celebrate you for it Mm -hmm. and it was like a veil had been lifted um I I, I came out, I was proud to be who I was and and it affected so many other areas of my life because I was a really depressed kid, mm-hmm. really depressed, and didn't have that many friends mm-hmm. or anything, so that whenever I was able to go to college and admit this to myself, it unlocked so much in my life that i didn 't even know i had mm-hmm. uh, it It made me more outgoing it I, I was uh, had more pride in myself, um, I felt like you know I was able to conquer the world where before I was scared of everything mm-hmm. and uh, so college was actually a lot of fun um, you know i was I was really happy, got to finally date mm-hmm. and everything, and it was uh, yeah it was it was something I never even expected, and it was just wonderful, yeah. Okay.
1: So, what would your words of advice be to someone who's young and, you know, is still working through issues of oh, yeah. sexuality and, and gender, too?
0: Right. Well, I think, you know, thankfully this generation now, I feel as if they don't have the issues, well, they don't, that we had when we were younger, but there's still some there. And I think the biggest issue with that is religion. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, what the big barrier for them coming out is is religious, particularly if they come from a religious family. so I guess my you know my advice to someone would be, God loves you, no matter how imperfect you are, no matter how much you think that um, what you 're doing in life is wrong or that you 've been somehow uh you're a mistake or something that is not do not ever let anyone tell you that God didn't make you perfect because you are you are exactly who you are supposed to be if you feel that way and so that that would be my biggest advice do not let any oppressive religious views get in the way because I feel like that's the big thing I feel like that's the big thing and you know also my advice would be uh don't be scared of that change. I know that one of the things I was scared of was that if I told my friends that they would that somehow our relationship would change, that they would think they would think differently of me. Well, yeah, they did. They thought better. They, they, really? You know? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, you're you're so you build it up in your mind so much, and you're so scared. And almost a hundred percent of the time, I found just with me and other people that I've known. When you tell your friends this and, and family this, it's a relief. And most of the time, they've already known, <laughs> so they're just <laughs> waiting for you to tell them. But, but yes, I feel like sharing that bit of yourself, I think, does make you closer to people. I mean, who doesn't want to know who you really are? You know, who would want for you to hide something from them? Mm-hmm. You know, I think if anything that's, you know, you share something like that, it's going to make them, uh, you know, become closer to you. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. All right.
1: So, you found a home. Yes. With Eric. Yes, I did. How did you meet Eric?
0: <laughs> that story, huh? oh gosh
1: as as much as you can tell no there's a
0: lot there it's a big story so I actually I want to try to shorten it and then yes that aspect of it too but yeah um let me let me try to shorten this story okay so I moved to Seattle in 1999 and uh not long after I moved I had started at this gym that Eric also worked out at at this gym and um I can still remember the first day I went to the gym, I was walking with a trainer and he was showing me around the gym and Eric walked by and Eric was literally popping out of his tank top. He was hugely muscular back then. I mean, he didn't have a neck, but he was hugely muscular. And I remember him walking by and I just looked and the trainer was just, I knew that the trainer was thinking, you know, oh, he, like that's the that's why he wants to be Chad wants to you know be that big or something and he just looked at me and said one word he said genetics <laughs> and I never forgot that so for the next two years I was working out at the gym and I always had a little bit of a crush on Eric but uh, you know I wouldn't I would never say anything to him I, I was just fascinated by him and um, Occasionally, I would hear some things about them, but uh, I just never would say anything. And uh, so so after that two years, I had a job opportunity that was gonna take me overseas. I was gonna be working with someone around Europe, and then I was gonna be in the British Virgin Islands, and that was gonna be indefinite. I didn't know how long I was gonna be there. So uh, about two days before I left, I went to the gym for the last time, and I said, if I see this guy, I'm gonna go up and introduce myself to him because I never said anything. And I'm not gonna see him again, but it'll be at least I told my name, I actually introduced myself. So I was uh, running on the treadmill, and from The treadmill, you could see the entrance to the gym, so you could see everyone come in and leave and everything. And so, I was just looking the whole time to see if he was going to walk in, and he didn't. So, I was about to leave. I'm not embellishing this, by the way, this is absolutely 100% true. I was about to leave, and I said, I will walk around the gym one last time to see if he's here. And I mean, I had my stuff, I had you know, my uh jacket on, everything, I was about to go out the door. And so I walked around the gym, and there he was on a shoulder machine. There was a shoulder machine that he was doing. And I couldn't believe he was there because I had no, he had not walked in, I swear. I don't know how he could have been there. And it was a Saturday afternoon. I think it was around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But he was there. I walked up to him. I said, hi. I said, my name is Chad. I said, I've always wanted to meet you. Um, I've, you know, always... I've seen you around, I've always kind of wanted to maybe go out with you sometime or something. And I'm leaving in two days and I'll probably never see you again, so, bye. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just wanted to meet him. And Eric, the Hi, first... my
1: name is Chad. Hey. Okay, bye. Yeah, okay, bye. <laughs>
0: and as I crawl away, so, uh, and so comes to find out that apparently he I guess had noticed me too or something like that, but again, you know, it's one of those situations where you just were too shy to go up to the other one. So he asked if he could take me to dinner the next night, which was going to be the night before I left, and I did, and uh, we went to a Thai place called Racha, and we talked about his family and my family and everything, and it was, it was great, and he asked if he could help uh pack up everything uh help me pack up everything the next day Mm -hmm. i said sure and so he came and the morning i left he uh was there he took pictures we still have those pictures too uh from the morning i left and that's what i did i left and i i had had this wonderful experience but i didn't know if i was ever going to see him again so i went on this job and uh, I was traveling around but I stayed in constant contact with him. I mean the phone bill was astronomical but I would talk to him every day. I would email him and then when I got to the British Virgin Islands I, uh, you know I stayed there and, and kept in communication with him and after about four months there I just knew I just had to be with him. So, I, now, by the way, I would not recommend anybody following this pathology when you're finding <laughs> your mate. This is just kind of how it worked out. Right. But uh, so I said, I'm leaving the job and I just, you know, I, I want to see you again. So I came back. I stayed with some friends in Boston, uh, which he came well, outside of Boston. And then he came to Boston to see me and we spent, I think, four or five days together. And there we decided that, yeah, we wanted to just take the plunge and uh, go back to see you know I would go back to Seattle and we had lived together. So that's what happened. He came to he flew out to North Carolina, and that was in February of 2002. He came out and we drove across country together and got back to Seattle, and we've been together ever since.
1: And you got married? How long ago?
0: Uh, We got married in two thousand fourteen. Two
1: thousand fourteen. February sixteenth, two thousand fourteen. Yes. And it rained that day, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. And the reason I we know this is that a picture from your wedding ended up on
0: Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed. Yeah, it was Buzzfeed. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was. I mean, from what I understand, in Filipino culture, that's supposed to be a sign of good luck if it mm-hmm. rains on your wedding day. Well, then we have luck, right. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it rained, uh, and almost thought it was kind of freeing because, well, well, first of all, when we actually did our vows, it had stopped raining. Mm-hmm. So it had it had begun raining, but then it stopped as people were loading up to get on a boat to go to where we were getting married at. There mm-hmm. was a place uh, in Hawaii, it's, uh, the Kualoa Ranch, which I think a lot of people know from TV shows like Lost and and movies like Jurassic Park and Jumanji. They always film at this location, and that's that's where we got married at. Well, they have a uh, an island that you can take a boat to to do your wedding vows and uh, it's called the secret island so whenever all the guests loaded up to get on the boats it had stopped raining and we had our we did our vows got back on the boats to come to the reception and then just as the last boat came it started raining again Mm. so we got the lead up there for that one period of time which was Kind of weird that that happened, but that was cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so the reception afterwards, the thing was it said it was on grass, so there was a lot of mud. <laughs> but if anything, I kind of felt like we had told all the guests ahead of time it could possibly be muddy, so don't wear your best shoes. Uh, but whenever we uh, whenever we had the reception, I almost felt like it was kind of freeing for everybody. Nobody cared because you know with all this mud there and everything, they didn't. Mine just being, you know, it just kind of freed everybody, I felt like in a lot of ways. So,
1: I feel like that feeling of being free
0: mm-hmm.
1: is something that people feel when they're around you and Eric. So when, oh. you, <laughs> when you're when you at an Enfala event, whether it's mid-year or after party or it can be anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When people are around you, they just feel relaxed Ow. and open.
0: <laughs> that's because,
1: sweet. I, and it really, I, I just, I, we feel, I, and I can say for a lot of us, we just feel like relaxed and we feel like we can talk to both of you, either of you or either one of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think that you are in many ways, very much an important part of the <laughs> Filipino-American lawyers community that we have here, as well as in um, Washington and in, in Seattle through Flow which is the yeah. Filipino Lawyers of, of Washington. So can you tell me, in terms of your being part of INFALA, um, now remember, remind me again. You're a lifetime member.
0: Right? <laughs> I honestly don't know. I okay. guess so. <laughs> you might be. I mean, well, you are now. I believe Eric's <laughs> told me that. Yes, but okay. yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. So, what's what's it like being Chad at a INFALA?
0: In- oh well, well, first of all, that's really kind that you would say all of that. Um, I don't know. I I feel the same way about being around all of you. I love the INFALA family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've met a lot of people here who I adore and I talk with away from events, you know, Mm -hmm. I keep in contact with, you Mm -hmm. in particular. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just always feel a sense of joy here and uh, I feel like everybody is so genuine and genuinely nice. I've, you know, ever since day one, ever since I've came to an event, Mm -hmm. you know, meeting people like Rudy and and, you know, David and Mark, everybody, I mean, everybody's been, Christy, mm-hmm. you, and Jonah, in particular, mm-hmm. hey, Jonah, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I've just always, uh, I've always enjoyed our time so much, and uh, y'all just make me feel so comfortable, and, and it's, it's really easy to talk, talk to all of you. I, I feel like you're just as easy Mm-hmm. to me. So, um, so yeah, I always look forward to these events, you know. I don't have much vacation that I can take sometimes during <laughs> and the you year. you
1: spend it with us. I do, I do,
0: <laughs> I always look forward to it. Um, there was an event, I can't remember, what was our event that John Laney's, it was on John Laney's birthday and we were dancing upstairs, we had an event. I had the, one of the best times ever there. I just felt like everybody was having so much fun, and um, and like I said, John Laney was just partying it up because it was his birthday, <laughs> which is always adorable. And
1: uh, he does have a dance. He, he has dance. that dance, yes, right? He does.
0: John, if you're listening, you know you do. Every, people have said it. Everybody makes that uh, impersonation of you dancing. So, so yeah. And then, oh, the Flo family. I mean, they've, uh, they've. The first meeting that Flo ever had when they got together was at our house. There were four people Mm -hmm. that came to start Mm -hmm. Flo, and uh, it was during a snowstorm, too, a really bad snowstorm. I didn't think anybody was going to show up, but we had four people. Um, Mimi Castillo uh, was there and a few others. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, Flo's just family to me, Uh, Jerry and her husband, Naaman, and uh uh nolan Lim and and you know john everybody i mean they're just you know i just consider them family right yeah
1: so chad and eric's house Mm mm-hmm you know i'm moving in eventually to your house (laughs) (laughs)
0: i've heard about that weren't you going to also take patches away from me was it
1: well yeah well no i wasn't going to take patches away paul patches away from you or i was actually going to adopt
0: Pam, oh. Right? oh okay so you're so going So i'm adopt. moving
1: into your house
0: okay into our house uh, and right. we're
1: getting married and paul patches is our child
0: i'm all for that (laughs) i think we would have so much fun and you would get access to such a great blu-ray collection
1: exactly yeah and and by the that time it it might be like all 4k right Uh,
0: i'm hoping so i'm hoping so although i gotta tell you a lot of people laugh at me and say "Ah, physical media what year are you from (laughs) it's streaming but i can't do that it's just like a collector of books Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard for them to or just. Or
1: in my case written journals. You oh, have there to you write go. Everything yeah. Out. Yes.
0: Yeah, exactly. There's just something about having the physical, the, the actual physical piece there is, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, what I'm always going to adore.
1: So, Chad and Eric's house is a craftsman style. Yep. 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 In craftsman. Suburbs of Seattle. Yep. Right.
0: It's, uh, yeah, it's from 1905. Okay. It's actually, yeah, it's 114 years old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's a. A lot of uh, houses from our neighborhood. Uh, that's actually from the same year. We have a lot of houses around us from the year 1905. I believe there was some kind of. Um, uh, they had set up. I believe it was a lot of the uh, coastal workers, like the fishermen or something like that. The people that worked on the wharf. Uh, they kind of set up a community there, and a lot of these houses were all built at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, but. Um, yeah, we've had our house since two thousand and oh god, two thousand six. Has it been that long? Thirteen years. Wow. Yeah, and we love it. We've. Um, it's, I feel like the house has just such a good feeling to it, mm-hmm. and uh, we kind of made it our own. Although Eric is a bit hoardy, I don't know if you've heard about that. <laughs> he tends to keep a lot of stuff, and it's a constant battle to try to get rid of it. So, so you yeah. have
1: an extensive. Halloween collection
0: uh-huh. and
1: a Christmas collection, Yeah, right?
0: Yeah, although so the Halloween one, I think, is starting to outpace it.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay. So is Eric the collector or are you the collector of both?
0: It's both okay. now. Okay. I mean, I wish I could just blame it on him, but and no. are you
1: more Halloween or Christmas? Oh,
0: I think we're both more Halloween. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, it's kind of, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Halloween's kind of the... Gay holiday for a lot of people. You know, a lot of the gay community loves Halloween. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess because of the campy appeal of it or something like that. But we've actually, I think, Halloween has become our thing. We love, we love the Christmas stuff too. I mean, we still do the Christmas houses and mm-hmm. and and three trees. I think in one year we had four, four Christmas trees set up, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, we, uh, we... And are they
1: themed Christmas trees or just... Oh, they're themed. Everything oh, the yeah, bakery? they're themed. Well, Eric... so, so walk me through. Oh, walk okay. Walk me through Christmas methodology at Chad and Eric's Oh, house.
0: gosh, I don't know. Eric, Eric is going to be more the expert. I will try. But uh, <laughs> we just... Um, he can do trees just gorgeously. He can put these things together like nobody's business. So lots of times if we have a theme, it'll be colors. Mm-hmm. So we'll have you know, a pink tree that we adorn with a lot of pink, you know, pink lights and and pink feathers and pink ornaments and things like that. And then we have a big tree in the middle of our living room, which we have on a rotating stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I highly recommend. That's pretty cool for anyone to have. If you ever can have a rotating stand. Is it a stand.
1: musical rotating stand? No, no,
0: no, no, because you don't want to distract okay. from everything. There's so okay. many other things that we have that are musical anyway, so you don't want to have that too, but um, it rotates around and we just load that tree with a lot of silver ornaments that we've collected over the years and, and everything, so it's, it's a sight to see. It's mm-hmm. such it's usually a nine-foot-tall tree or something. I'm sure Eric will gladly supply the video on Facebook and Instagram or whatever, you know, because he's on it every day, 24 mm-hmm. hours. So
1: he, he'll do a Facebook Live. Oh, yeah. Of, of, of a walkthrough, right? That's funny
0: your... you said that because I know last year he did do that with the rotating tree. <laughs> so just look at Eric's profile page sometime from last year around Christmas time, you'll see mm-hmm. the rotating tree. Okay. So
1: yeah. I, I actually expect to, to see um, a, a, live, a Facebook Live and a time lapse and portrait mode in 3D. Uh-huh. So that's the Christmas challenge, Eric.
0: Oh, so he'll gladly would. accept that. <laughs> In fact, I think people's going to have to tell him to stop posting. Mm-hmm. So
1: I don't know that he would.
0: No, he never will. <laughs> okay. No.
1: So, so life with Chad and Eric. So prepare me for when I moved into your house. I'll right? prepare
0: you. Okay. okay life
1: with at it with uh, with Chad and Eric is what's it like?
0: Well, I don't know if anyone has told you this, but Eric does this thing. It's called CrossFit.
1: What is I don't it? know if no, you know about this. I, did, I didn't know. Yeah,
0: yeah, he does this CrossFit thing and it, um, yeah, you'll have to, everybody that's listening, you'll have to look it up if you don't know about it or, or wouldn't think that Eric would ever be involved in something mm-hmm. like that, but yes, that takes up a lot of time uh, with him. Uh, no, what's, what's, what's it like with us? Um, I would say you're just going to have a lot of laughter. And I've always said that to people too, when they ask about relationships, you know, what's the key. I think if you keep each other laughing, Mm -hmm. I think that's, you're 75% there. So I feel like lots of times we, you know, we laugh, we dance, we act goofy. Um, You know, he cooks, Mm -hmm. I clean, you know, so, You would have that taken care of.
1: Does he do all the cooking? He does
0: all of it because I can't cook. Yeah. And I think, by the way, I joke about that because he's afraid for me to start cooking because he's afraid I'm going to leave him if I learn how to cook (laughs) because I'll be on my own. So every so often I'll kid with him. I'll say, oh, I've been looking at cooking classes lately. I've been thinking about signing up for some. And he says, "You're you're not doing that. So...
1: Not even
0: a pasta-making class with me? No, and plus I'm so goofy, I know I would mess it up. So, I I don't think me and cooking were ever meant to be paired together, so. But um, he's an amazing cook, though. He makes so much great stuff. Favorite overall dish with him? Gosh, he makes a lot of good stuff. Um, Oh, I don't know. Best overall? Oh gosh, um, June I'm blanking here, okay, <laughs> I right. I knew. What
1: that means is that he's such a good cook yeah. that you can't decide because he probably thinks about what you might like to yes. eat and makes it
0: yeah and he I mean he he tries to make everything healthy but every mm-hmm. so often he'll throw pasta my way because he knows how much I love pasta mm-hmm. so pasta. that's yeah that's when I brighten stuffed, up stuffed
1: pasta doesn't matter oh
0: re- well red sauce okay definitely I mean occasionally fettuccine
1: and, and he does his own red sauce right he makes his
0: yeah, own red yeah yeah that's right? we grow tomatoes during okay. the summer and he'll can uh, the tomatoes make marinara sauce so we have Right now, probably about 15 cans mm. of marinara sauce. Yeah, so he'll break that out, do like a pasta chicken with a red sauce. Um, that's, you know, if he wants to make something quick that I'll just devour, mm-hmm. you know, that'll be it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah, he's, he, he makes so many good dishes, great stir-fries and, um, uh, you know, Gosh, beef stew and just, you know, a lot of, lot of really great things. Mm-hmm. I, I, he's, he's okay. going to kill me that I can't think of them right now. But I, <laughs>
1: So when yeah. I move in with you, mm-hmm. because I'm going to be fed well, that mm-hmm. means I probably am going to have to do this CrossFit thing too, right? Oh,
0: no, no. We're, okay. s- we're staying away from that. You okay. don't have to do that. But now <laughs> you can fit. Well, how good of a cook are you?
1: I'm a more of a baker. Oh, more a of a baker, right? Yeah. So I do. I have like a a, a chocolate chip recipe. That's kind of my go-to. Oh my god! My oh,
0: you can move go-to. in then anytime. Right. Yeah. Well, I got a friend, and she's she's. Uh, I've got a, a really good friend, Andrea. She comes over about twice a week to the house to mm-hmm. watch a movie with me. Uh, we talk. We're really close, and. um uh, she's she's an attorney as well, by the way. But um, she uh, said that you know, basically, if you're really good at bacon, you're just you're okay with cooking. But it's like one or the other is what you're more of a specialty in. Mm-hmm. There's it's it's hard to find someone who's really good at cooking and really good at bacon. Now I don't know if that's true, but that's what she's just kind of always told me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you mm-hmm. think?
1: I think I like baking because mm-hmm. it's a bit, initially, it's formulaic.
0: Scientific, right? Yes. Yeah. So you
1: have your set formulation of baking soda, baking powder, sugar, flour, mm-hmm. all of that, right? Mm-hmm. And so the process of measuring everything out and then putting it together and then the different steps.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've actually found that when I look at a recipe, I chart. <laughs> this is gonna make so much sense to everyone who knows me right okay i actually chart out the different components
0: well i just think heaven is a soft warm chocolate chip cookie i mean oh, for sure. just where it's just barely it's so, still so doughy and everything i mean that is just
1: more heaven salt on or earth less salt?
0: Uh, less salt okay i would think okay yeah maybe a little okay. less salt uh okay. and you know if you could ever do the thing where it's like it's in a skillet and you could put the ice cream on top you know that kind of thing right oh my god so i mean you can,
1: put the, you can make a cookie dough cookie recipe you put it in the skillet you mm-hmm. put the skillet in the oven and you bake it like a big huge gigantic mm-hmm. cookie right yeah and then you take it out and you mm. plop a big thing of ice yeah cream. that's like heaven
0: oh yeah hardly. i'm still waiting i told eric last year actually i said no more ever birthday cakes. If you if you ever give me some, give me a birthday cookie. Cause I saw it in a mm-hmm. movie or on a TV show where someone somebody him the birthday cookie, mm-hmm. and when I saw that, I was like, oh my god, game changer. Okay. I gotta, you know, <laughs> if I'm gonna eat, just, if you're so, gonna get me anything on a birthday, yeah. So birthday Eric,
1: cookie. when I move in, I'm in charge of birthdays. Is what I'm I'm,
0: I'm mm. hearing. Okay. Apparently.
1: So, you are finishing up. I guess it's your last day as official first gentleman?
0: Right? I, I guess so, okay. yeah. yeah. I guess it would be.
1: What would you say to all of the first spouses? What's the, what's the word of advice for first spouses of, of Infala? Uh,
0: okay. Uh, I would say be patient. Okay. Gotta be patient because there's gonna be a lot of traveling. Mm -hmm. there's gonna be a lot of work done uh, at home when you're trying to get them to watch some great movie with you or something like that and they're buried deep into whatever it is that they're doing you know you just Mm -hmm. have to bear with it Uh, a lot of phone calls with people uh, uh, especially if you uh, I think I've gotten to hear more from Christy Ganoan this year than anybody I've ever met in my life, so uh, yeah. So I would just say, just be patient, you'll get through it. Mm. There, It seems as if it's hectic and crazy, but they're enjoying it, they're probably having the time of their lives, so just be happy that they're happy, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then make them buy you jewelry at the end, <laughs> definitely that definitely jewelry
1: jewelry and more blu Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: yeah you read that post right he agreed one a month and by the way he didn't specify like collections or anything like that he didn't specify what they would be so i can find some really nice and expensive collections out there that Mm -hmm. needs to be made part of my library Mm
1: mm-hmm is there anyone in particular, what's what's your ask? Your oh, what's my ask? ask? Right
0: now? Okay, right now. On the
1: last night of being the, First Gentleman.
0: Okay. There is a Monty Python set. They've remastered all the Monty Python episodes, yep. It, it's got a funky Wait, in name. 4K,
1: in Blu-ray or 4K? In Blu-ray,
0: in Blu-ray. It's okay. not in 4K, but it's, I would think, even with that television source, I wonder if you could even do that in 4K because there are older shows, so it's kind of hard to be able to even upgrade that to 4K. I think Blu-ray's probably the right. clearest it'll ever be. Right. And it's got a funky name to it. They call it like the Norwegian fish box set or something like that. I'm not sure, but it's all the Monty Python episodes that were aired all in Blu-ray quality. Okay. I would just love to dive into those. So that's, that's probably gonna be my ask. Oh, and there's an Abbott and Costello set too. Uh, it's a collection of, I believe it's all of Abbott Costello's movies. I don't think there's any left out. I believe it covers all of them. And uh, I had my eye on that one too, so, okay. yeah, right. that'll be November and December's pick.
1: All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to tell the Enfala community about either us or your stint as First Gentleman.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> stint. Um, well, gosh. Uh, well, I love you all. I had a, a great time being uh, First Gentleman. Um, I, I hope this isn't the last, though. I mean, I hope that um, I'll still be coming to events and that y'all will still be nice to me and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Um, just i hope that y'all continue growing in the future and
1: so just so you know we might invite you
0: Uh-huh I'm not Oh really <laughs> okay Yeah well Cause
1: he's especially if he's after his past president Yeah great he's we could well, invite just you, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well if you invite me, there's gonna be less cleavage around. That's for sure. That's I don't no know. If,
1: more yeah, right. No more deep V. Yeah, no more
0: buttons unbuttoned below like the center of the chest. Okay. Yeah, okay. he's he's bad for that. So
1: Okay. Yeah. No. All right. Well, Thank you so much, Chad. Oh, we will you, definitely June. see you around. Yes. Uh, we love you. And um, thank you again for spending,
0: oh, thank you, spending June. some time. With thank us. you, June. Had a great time. Okay.
1: You've been listening to In the Pocket, brought to you by the National Filipino American Lawyers Association. For more information on the organization, look us up on Facebook or visit us online at enfala.com. So next month, we'll bring you a conversation between my dearest pocket sister, Jonah Toleno and Eric De Los Santos, who recently finished his term as Unfalla president and who happens to be Chad's husband. See you in December. And remember to always keep us in your back pocket.